Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. I am so glad that I found Buzzsprout and was lucky enough to start with them. They've been so instrumental in helping me grow That Girl the Podcast. I love that I can look at my stats anytime, anywhere, and know exactly how I'm doing. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Chapter 26, Dark Night of the Soul After that day, Ryan and I don't talk. It's been two weeks without so much as a peep from him. I think it's safe to say he's not my boyfriend anymore, and this is my life now. I go to work, I come home, I write, I pay my bills. I even start frequenting hotel cafe and other shows by myself to network and set up writing sessions. This is what my life might have looked like if Ryan weren't in it, and it's depressing. Life without him doesn't feel fun. It feels empty. I loved being his teammate. I loved working together. Turns out I really love being in a relationship which is a surprise to me. My boss, Stan, even notices the difference in me and asks if I'm on my period or something. I tell him no and he shrugs it off. I float through my shifts, float through going out, float through writing. I don't even care what I'm writing about as long as the session seems successful to the other person. I've stopped getting calls from bigger artists because Ryan isn't there to set them up, so I have to do my own hunting, and it's hard. I never would have gotten as far as I had without him, now I only have myself to make it happen, and the prospect seems so small. Every day I wonder what the hell I'm doing. Am I trying to make it as a songwriter? Did I really expect that to be the way I make a living for the rest of my life? Because the way I'm going now, it doesn't look like this is a real career. I just always thought I was different. The snowflake syndrome, I certainly have it. I don't know what else to do with my career, and I don't know how to fix things with Ryan. I miss him every day. I would take back all of the music stuff just to be in his arms again. This whole time I've just been keeping my heart at a distance, hoping I wouldn't fall for him. Because I knew if I did, that I would never recover if it didn't work out. He's the smartest, healthiest, happiest person I've ever met. And if I'm being really honest, I don't think I ever felt like I could compare. He could have anyone. Certainly someone more successful and more well-adjusted. Why me? I've tried to push him away, thinking that one day this would end just like everything else does. But in doing that, I've been keeping myself from experiencing all of the love we actually do have. Besides the music stuff, besides everything he's done for me, it's been being with him that has made these months seem like a dream. By him loving me, I've begun to finally learn to love myself. And even if it's been a slow process, and I'm not totally there yet, I feel like I'm getting close. That kind of inner work doesn't come easy, but it came easy with him because I believe when you're really with the right person, you grow in all the right ways, whether you want to or not. I can't even imagine ever meeting someone like him. He's truly a diamond in the rough, and now I've lost him. One of the bartenders takes notice of my general malaise and tries to talk to me. 
Hey, are you okay? You don't seem like you're a happy, peppy self lately. He asks. He's more of a quiet type who barely has anything to say, so I'm taken aback that he's even speaking, much less to me. Oh, you know, just life. I say, trying not to bore him with my problems that he probably doesn't care about anyway. Well, what's going on? He asks. I stare at him, wondering if this is a trick question. Do you actually want to know? I mean, sure, he says. Well, my boyfriend and I broke up over me kissing a guy I used to date. And the guy I used to date stole the song we wrote, and I was secretly recording our conversation to catch him admitting it. He takes a sharp inhale through his teeth. Wait, what? I sigh. Never mind. No, seriously, I'm just confused. Why would you kiss someone you used to date when you have a boyfriend? And why would you record it? Is this some new ASMR shit I should know about? I explain the whole thing to him, and he starts to compute. Oof, that's a hard one, he says, and goes back to wiping down the counter. I shrug and keep filling up the garnishes. We do this in silence for a few more minutes until I think the smoke is cleared and we're done playing the game of talking. Can you prove you were wrong and that you're genuinely sorry about it? He asks. I jerk my head up. I mean, I've tried. You probably don't want to try this again, but I think you need to somehow catch this guy so that kiss wasn't in vain. It's not even worth it now because our song got cut from the album. How do you know that? Maybe he just said that to keep conning you. Did you ever think of that? He says while polishing glasses. Maybe he's right. I have to figure out what really happened to my song once and for all. I've already lost Ryan and maybe the song, but if there's a chance I can get both of them back, I'm sure as hell gonna try. In my plotting and boyfriend losing, I've totally lost touch with my life wife, Jennifer. I text her that afternoon to see what she's been up to and to see if she and her infinite wisdom can help me find a way to patch up my life. A few minutes later, she texts back. How are you? She says, avoiding any information on her life. She sounds unusually expressive today and not at all like her. I tell her I'm kind of a mess. She writes back. Oh, I know. Work has been crazy. I've started hiking a lot. First of all, Jennifer does not hike. She hates nature and the outdoors. Her idea of being outside is on a rooftop bar. She doesn't like bugs, she doesn't like weather, she doesn't like ground that isn't paved, unless it's that fake grass everyone puts on their patios now. She's not the girl you take to Big Bear for the weekend. So when she tells me she's been hiking, I take it as a clue for something else. Then she writes, And I've started meditating, OMG. I finally went to one of those free classes for Transcendental Meditation, and it's blowing my mind. I've never felt anything like it. Like, All of the bullshit running around in my mind is gone. Secondly, Jennifer isn't one of those new age LA hippies that most of us are. Neither am I, but I subscribe to the universe and the law of attraction, just like the rest of us, just in case I need it or it might actually be true. Jennifer's guilty of that too, but she's not about to wear a crystal around her neck unless it's for fashion. At this point, I know something's wrong. No one starts hiking and meditating unless shit has hit the fan. I call her, like with my voice. Hey, she answers out of breath. Hey, are you all right? I ask. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm just walking to grab coffee. How are you? How's Ryan? You guys married yet? I slouch in my seat. 
I've been so preoccupied with everything, I forgot to tell her everything. Uh, well, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. Wait, what? What's going on? She asked, panicked. No, I want to know what's going on with you. Hiking and meditating? Who are you right now? There's a long pause. Hello? She sighs. Yeah, I'm here. Are you okay? I asked, concerned. Greg and I have been having some difficulties lately. We can't seem to get on the same page with having a baby, she says sadly. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize you guys were talking about that already. Yeah, she sighs. I'm not ready to talk about that. I still want to have a few more years to work, and he wants to get pregnant right now. I just feel like if I stop the momentum I have right now, I'm afraid I'll never get it back. I understand that. I say, realizing we're not as young and time isn't as free as it used to be. I'm sorry I haven't called. It's just been so heartbreaking. I mean, I just got married and we're already having problems. I don't want this to turn out to be like one of my old relationships. I've waited too long to find him. If it makes you feel any better, I've heard the first year of marriage is the hardest. At least that's what some people say. Really? She asks in an almost whimper. It's going to work itself out. It's just a matter of compromise. You'll figure it out, I say, my attempt at optimism. I can hear her crying softly over the phone. I really hope so. I don't want to lose him. She takes a deep breath in. Anyway, I'm sure this is all really depressing. What's going on with you and Ryan? We got into a huge fight about Ezra kissing me, she gasps. What? Ezra kissed you? Yeah, I tried recording Ezra to prove that he stole our song, but instead, I recorded him kissing me and Ryan heard it on my phone. I don't know how to fix this. I'd lose a thousand songs if it meant I could keep Ryan in my life, I say, feeling the weight of it lay its 400-pound dead body on top of me again. I laugh. Oh, and on top of that, now I work at a bar because I couldn't afford to make rent. Seriously? I can imagine you drinking at a bar, but not working there. Yeah, it's okay. At least I'm making some money. What if you just picked up some makeup work for the time being? She asks innocently. No, I didn't go through all of this hell to go back to my abuser, I say. Got it. Well, it sounds like we're not quite in the same boat, but we're paddling right beside each other, she laughs. Yeah, misery loves company. We strain to laugh at this. Ugh, I need help. I don't know how to fix this. Someone at work suggested I prove that Ezra did steal my song and that way the kiss wouldn't be in vain. Did you want to kiss him? No, it just happened. I was totally repulsed by him at first. But then he got in somehow with that fucking southern charm or something and I don't know what happened. He just leaned in and before I knew it, we were kissing. Did you try to stop it? Oh, yeah. Once I realized it was still happening, I pulled away and told him I had a boyfriend. Did that get him to stop? What do you think? He tried again, but I said no. Well, that at least counts for something, she says. But it doesn't, not to Ryan at least. Who do you know that knows Ezra? She asked determined. That guy Brady and maybe Ben, that really awesome songwriter. He might know how to track him down, but he's in Nashville. Well, then what better time to take a little jaunt to Nashville? I need to get away. 
and you need to save your relationship and get your song back, she says excited. I can always count on Jennifer to be excited for a trip. I can't leave. I have to work, and honestly, I don't have the money to be going to Nashville right now. I'm just barely getting by, I say depressed. Don't worry about the money. It's my treat. You've always been there for me, and it's time for me to be there for you. Besides, it'll be fun. I've always wanted to wear tacky western wear with tons of sequins and speak in a fake southern accent. Girls trip, southern style. Hey guys, did you know that for $5 a month, you can help support That Girl the Podcast on our new Patreon page? You'll get access to bonus podcast episodes only seen on Patreon, bonus footage on current episodes, Q&As, and everyone's favorite, bloopers, and so much more. Because That Girl doesn't have sponsors, you'd be our sponsor. With $5 a month, you can help me keep making the podcast. To sign up, go to patreon.com forward slash thatgirlthepodcast.